Welcome to The Courage Effect. I'm Suzanne Weller, and this is a show about growth and unleashing what's possible. You will hear inspiring stories about what courage looks like, how we navigate what's getting in our way, and the opportunities that surface when we choose courage over comfort. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. It's Suzanne. Welcome to The Courage Effect. Today's guest is actually a very dear friend of mine, somebody that I met in New York back in 2001. My guest today is Justin Reed. Hello. Justin Reed is a creative and engagement strategist at Think Sisu, a boutique healthcare communications agency based in the New York area. His career began as a temp at an advertising agency back in the late 90s, a path which then led to writing at a travel tech startup, which is, by the way, when we met, and various opportunities to deliver creative marketing in retail, luxury, and ultimately in the healthcare space. Although the challenges of a rapidly changing digital world helped form Justin's career, it also proved to be a challenge. He currently works with clients ranging from not-for-profits to high science pharmaceuticals on new product launches, campaigns and communications, digital rollouts and media mix, and media buying. Justin has been in the New York City for his entire adult life and splits his time between the city and his condo in Provincetown with his partner who works in book publishing. Justin, such a pleasure to have you here. Welcome to The Courage Effect. Happy to be here. Who wrote that bio? I sound great. <laughs> <laughs> Hire that writer. I think that yeah. might be somebody you bring on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to read that more to myself more often. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that can be your mantra, right? <laughs> yeah. So when I when I invited you to the show, I know that you were you were like, oh, that's interesting because you talked about, you know ways that you have definitely stepped into courage in your life. And I have seen many of them. And I know that you've also talked about missed opportunities. So I'd love for us to maybe spend this time together talking about both and maybe around the challenges that you have experienced professionally, because as you say in your bio, there has been so much change and it just keeps happening at a faster pace. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so much to say. <laughs> I've been thinking ever since you invited me, I've been thinking about what courage means, what it means to me and what it means to others. And Really, where I keep landing is uh, it's like the the courage or the power to the self power, the self influence, the self respect to stand up for your convictions, regardless of what uh, the obstacles may be, and if it's unpopular, uh, provided you think that it's right. And um, I think that I have had my moments, but I've also had my uh, run away, run away <laughs> moments uh, when I wasn't quite feeling comfortable. And um, I think I've been, I guess, raised by a confident parents and I've always been confident but then I realized that in ways it was somewhat hollow <laughs> and it, it's one thing to be confident and it's different to be courageous and I think I've had to kind of reconcile that in my preparation for this but um, when we're talking about the workplace and around when we met maybe right before is that I really had to pivot uh, when I graduated from NYU I had a degree in classic literature and uh, art history and I thought I would pursue art as, as a career. Makes perfect sense. You went to college for it, spent a lot of money, had the student loans, and may as well pursue that as uh, like how I make my money during the week. But I learned very quickly that there's a reason why a certain ilk goes into the art world. And I was not uh, one of them. And usually they're, they're very wealthy people that don't necessarily need to work. 
And I remember I went to an interview that went swimmingly in 1999 at a, a gallery for, I believe it was like mid 19th century uh, American art, which I knew nothing about, but still uh, I could speak the language. And after two hours of multiple interviews, felt like I had the job. Oh, and they also needed a, uh, what they called a webmaster then to run their website. They had this website that they were building. Webmaster. <laughs> uh, wow. I know, which I also, I had zero tech skills, but I figured out, oh, I could figure this out. But, um, and I said, so what's the salary? <laughs> and she said, well, we normally start people at 19 uh, and then move them to 21 after uh, a year. And I said, dollars an hour? No, that's salary. And then I did the math in my head and I was moving to Brooklyn. I'm like, this isn't going to work. And I literally walked home with, I had to rethink my life entirely. And really just by accident or uh, maybe it was desperation. And this is the other side of courage that I'm not sure if I was courageous or if it's just um, uh, a need or desperation where you have to make decisions and and learn something new that I chose to go into advertising and the the, the fact that my friends were it seemed like they were getting handed uh, copywriting jobs at the airport in San Francisco during the dot-com boom <laughs> and, and I was like well if they can do it so can I and it turned out New York is a little bit more challenging or the fact that I uh, did not necessarily have a degree from Yale which opens up a lot of uh, doors but so anyway so I, I had to uh start from scratch, create a fake portfolio. And uh, one thing led to another. And I ended up doing a, a marketing uh, as an account person with the goal of making my way down the hallway <laughs> to uh, meet the people that were doing the creatives. And that was my goal. And I saw how they worked and I worked with them from a different perspective. And I learned a lot. So you never know where you're going to learn uh, your trade from. And that was uh, a nice accident. And then from that, I took that and went forth and uh, finally got a job in uh, cr uh, not creative writing, I should say, but really more creative marketing within the travel space. And that really began my career. That's great. Well, and it's so interesting that you talk about sort of creating that fake portfolio and the whole idea of sort of faking it till you make it, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's everybody's because, well, these are my spec these are my spec ads or this is my spec copy. I'm like, this yeah. is all fake. Let's just call it what it is. And it's just to show that you can put three words together that might sell something or open an email as, as, as we should say, since that was the beginning of the uh, uh, digital marketing age. And, um, and it, and it was fun. It was a fun challenge. Um, I had friends that were much further along that could give me advice or wouldn't give me advice as the case may be, because I guess, People, even friends are competitive, <laughs> but uh, it, it ended up working out and I, I, I bounced around a little bit and uh, went from travel to retail, uh, which really was the luxury um, brands that I was working on. And I realized very quickly that once I knew what I was, I felt confident in what I was doing that I didn't want to and couldn't write about pillows for the rest of my life. And there are people that do want to do that. So I... Um, felt I should leave and uh, get a job in a different realm. And I've always had an interest in, an interest in life sciences and, uh, and healthcare and disease, as you know. And um, I was told that uh, you can make good money as a, a creative in um, pharmaceutical advertising. And that's really what became the goal. It wasn't just like I decided to do that one day and doors were open. It actually took a few years to work my way over there, but uh, ultimately I did, and um, it was it was the right fit. And um, 
what happened simultaneously is that I was also doing a lot of, uh, what is it, self-reflection and uh, translate. I had to come out of the closet. And so there were uh, other aspects to my life that I needed to iron out as well. And I do feel that once that, uh, once once I finally came out and realized my truth, um, everything else sort of just felt better. And um, And I think that there's a bigger picture. Like you have to know who you are in order to really survive or uh thrive in uh corporate america because uh before that i was just kind of floundering i was avoiding the topics that uh were important to me and really focus focusing more on the i guess uh i, I, I don't know the the trivia the trivialities of life and like going out and partying every night as opposed to actually building a career but once i realized who i was then i felt i had two legs to stand on. And then from there, I can push up and actually make a career out of uh, words. And, um, and that was courageous, I suppose. Um, oh, very. But, but again, um, what what might be uh, courage to someone is also, well, why didn't you come out earlier? And uh, which is something people say, and many people said it. And of course, there are all of the reasons. But I mean, some people might say that, uh, Meep Geis, who was protecting uh, Anne Frank, that was courageous. But other people might say that storming the Capitol was also courageous. So it's just yeah. so it's it's hard to say. So it really depends where you're coming from. But um, in the end, I think that I've had to make choices and uh, pivots uh, to accommodate, um, not accommodate, but to uh, make take the next step and build a career that I didn't really have uh, a goal in mind in the first place so it just like so it was like learning as you go building the plane as as uh as you fly it i think but in the end um i found a place that makes sense for me the culture of advertising agencies was correct or proper for uh my persona i could be myself and still be successful uh it's more inclusive than say other industries um and it was a lot of fun in the 2000s and uh even the 2000 teens but it has changed uh a lot and the rapid moving nature of marketing advertising communications in the past arguably 5 10 15 20 years has been simultaneously beneficial to my career or contributed to the growth but also has i feel like i've stepped in um like a rat trap like i i've been stuck doing the same thing for that long when I see other careers blossoming and moving on to other things or pivoting to maybe going to the client side or maybe going to uh, starting my, your own business or something like that. But uh, it has been interesting to see uh, how things have changed so much, how agencies have changed, how marketing has changed, communication has changed with the advent of uh, not only digital, but not only digital, but also social media and uh, now influencers, which uh, is the opposite of creative marketing I feel <clears throat> well I'd love I'd love to talk more about that but you also said something really interesting before where I mean coming out where things fell into place right and and finding your truth and the same thing with like the truth of you don't want to write about pillows you want to write about disease <laughs> so, hey, who doesn't <laughs> which was the perfect thing because yeah. I would just share anytime I would get sick Justin's like oh my god maybe it's this like and I let me help you diagnose it. this <laughs> yeah yes. yeah you were Google before Google existed <laughs> yeah yeah 
Uh, so, but I provided a service. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder if, I mean, when you talk about sort of being in this time of change in your career right now, is it about wanting change overall? Is it about you maybe getting like feeling the tension of needing to stretch out or is it, or is it survival? Both. I do think that there is, there are certain industries, industries that you age out of and advertising is one of them. And, uh, I feel that I have a youthful spirit, <laughs> but uh, in the end, uh, if you really are trying to influence 24 year old, 24 year olds that only listen to their influencer on Instagram or TikTok, I don't think they're really going to care what I have to say on a website or in an email. So it's uh, what's what was real and what worked is changing and still works in some realms, but I have to pivot to something else in order for longevity. Okay. Well, we're going to cut to a break, but when we come back, I'd love to talk more about that because that really is not just changing your work, but changing your identity. And I think that that is yet another level of courage. So um, for all of you, this is Suzanne. You're listening to The Courage Effect. We will be right back. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. It's Suzanne from The Courage Effect. As the seasons changed, I poked into my closet and discovered how stale my wardrobe had become. Everything felt boring and I wanted something different and fresh. I grabbed my laptop and remembered Armoire. Why not clothing rental? I could experiment with new styles from jeans to something fancy without spending a ton of money and buying clothes I would only wear a handful of times. Armoire makes clothing rental easy. Build a perfect seasonal wardrobe with brands that are unique, sustainably sourced, and owned by women. All you have to do is take the style quiz, select items from your personalized closet, and they will ship them straight to your door. Armoire allows me to indulge in high quality designer clothing with no guilt. They promote sustainability with fewer items ending up in the donation bag and landfill and no dry cleaning fees. Trust me, your cramp closet and the environment will thank you. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you must try Armoire. And right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style, that's A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style, slash the courage effect to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to The Courage Effect. This is Suzanne, and I am in conversation with Justin Reed. Justin, before we broke, we were talking about, you know, you work in advertising, a very, very quickly changing environment. You were talking about influencers coming in. Um, talk a little bit about how these changes have supported your career and how they've made them challenging as well. Well, I mean, going back uh, before social media, um, the revolution was digital marketing. And since that was where I started, I was considered ahead of the game. And uh, traditionally, as a creative, uh, you have a path and you, that path takes time before you become associate creative director, director. whether you're in art or copy, uh, it just takes time and you build it. And then hopefully one day you become a creative director. It doesn't happen for everybody. And maybe they don't want it, but I did. And so I ended up at a digital agency, which was great. But when I wanted to move on to multi-channel and actually go to a big name agency, I was pigeonholed as the digital guy. It served a purpose and I was able to build a team behind it. But due to some prejudice or just uh, 
the industry changing too fast for them, I was pigeonholed and I wasn't uh, given a seat at the table for big thinking or or like major concepting for campaigns. And it took time when I went to the uh, the larger agency to get a seat at the table, but our skill sets were different and our background was different. And I can't deny that I became a creative director at a younger age because of my digital background, which was only good. However, there was a backlash against that and it was uh, interesting to navigate. But now flash forward 20 years, I can't believe I'm saying that, but uh, flash forward 20 years, I am still doing the same stuff because the people that were traditional are still doing the traditional stuff. I'm doing the nuts and bolts, digital marketing, websites, uh, CRM campaigns, all of these things, and print and the strategy behind it. However, other things are happening too, like influencers. <laughs> and it's just, I feel that as the world moves, my career has really just been the same, just with more gray hairs. And um, and that's okay that there is some long longevity to that. But I would, wouldn't mind doing something more. I wouldn't mind trying something new. It's just been a little bit of a challenge to get out of this uh, particular space that I'm in. It has kept me employed for 20 years. Um, I just, I'm struggling with what really is the next step. And, uh, and I don't really have a mentor or somebody to tell me what to do. And it's, it's, it's interesting that, uh, like I'm going to turn 50 next year and I have to really think about what is next. And I've made it this long without a mentor. Um, <laughs> I've had bosses that were influential on my career and people that I worked with that helped. Um, but I really did do this on my own and I don't know what's next. So that's, it's going to be interesting. Maybe you should interview me in a year. <laughs> how, <laughs> how courageous was I? Uh, Pre did, I open post. Flower shop? did I open up my gallery? I don't know, but, um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's where I am. Um, and I, I do miss the days. I've, there was one moment um, of courage, I have to say, when I first made the transition to multi-channel and at a big agency, uh, we were launching a, a, what was going to be a blockbuster product. And um, we had creative reviews, multiple teams, big group, multiple, multiple agencies, and I was co-leading it. And uh, one of the campaigns was something that we, we knew was right. And we had uh, 10 campaigns on the wall, 10, 10 agency people and 10 clients, just coincidentally. And everybody got a dot. And you, you were allowed to choose three of the campaigns to go to uh, testing, uh, consumer testing and healthcare professional testing. So both audiences in healthcare. And 10 agency people put dots on uh, this one particular campaign and none of the clients did. And my client, who I had known for a while at this point, at this uh, juncture, she got up and put, took it off the wall. And I ran up to the front of the room, grabbed it out of her hand and slapped her hand, <laughs> put it back on the wall. And uh, and I don't know where that came from. It just, it was like, I can't sit back and watch this get destroyed. And I was like, at least send it to testing. And that campaign, which came from my team, uh, won consumer testing and HCP testing by far. And that's what they launched with. And uh, I will say as I, as my career changes and everything, like those are the moments I miss. And uh, from what I'm hearing is that advertising isn't really like that anymore. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, it's not as fun. It's not as, um, it doesn't, it doesn't have the gravitas as it used to. 
And, um, and I don't know if that's a sign of the industry compounded with a global pandemic, compounded with working from home. Like, I don't know, just like all of the cultural things that have happened in the past five years, I feel I've navigated so much. And right now I'm just like, I feel like a pinball and I don't, I don't know uh, where I'm going to land, but I know what I like doing. Yeah. You've also, you've worked in age, you've worked in industries that have changed significantly, right? I mean, you're talking about the retail, the luxury travel. I mean, like all of these are industries that have, I mean, the pandemic was not kind to. No, they were not. And um, that's one thing about healthcare is that another reason why I went into it that I didn't neglected to men mention before is that advertising is known for ebb and flow. And during uh, lean times, you get laid off. But in healthcare, regardless of what's happening in uh, in the global economy or local economy, everybody needs drugs. And so like there's always yeah. a budget, there's always a budget for oncology drugs. There's always a budget yeah. for um, women's health. Well, well, that's a that's a podcast for a different time, but uh, there's that <laughs> maybe there isn't, but you know what I'm saying. The uh, there's always a budget to to launch a pharmaceutical brand or healthcare brand um, when like more consumery stuff might actually take a year off for the economy to settle. Yeah. Well, I, lo I love your story. I love your, I love your story about the courage of, of not going with the group think, right. I mean, cause that's one of the things that I think we tend to go, we go for. Um, but you also did it in support of somebody else. You did it in support of the client. I did. It was, I knew it was right for the brand and I knew it was going to be good for the agency. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also that's, it is, I, not going to lie, maybe industry uh, um, secret here, but um, if you're not sure, send it to testing is what you're supposed to say <laughs> and and let testing uh, figure it out. But I, I was just so, it was just such a good idea. And it came from a very junior person, a junior art director actually came up with the line in a brainstorm, almost like 10 minutes into an hour and a half brainstorm. Yeah. And I was just like, I think we're done. This might be the campaign we launched with, uh, but we went through the motions. And so I knew it was right for the client and also right for us. Yeah, so good. And I mean, you are somebody who, I mean, you know, I, I've known you and one of the reasons I love you is because sometimes you have no filter. <laughs> yeah. That, so that, that has been a positive and negative force in my career as well. <laughs> well, and that's what I was going to say, which I, I mean, you know, we talk about speaking your truth, like you truly coming to terms with who you are and owning that and your mm -hmm. life really coming, you know, falling into place in really beautiful ways. But I'm sure that speaking your truth has also been a challenge for you. It has. It's um, I, I think I've learned over time that you have a choice be, uh, between and maybe this is oversimplifying, but it is it comes from decades of observation and personal experience that you have a choice between uh, becoming somebody's closed door manager or their friendager. And I always chose the friendager. <laughs> and with that comes uh, with a lot of fun, but with a lot more drama. And I think that that choice or just who I am as a person, I wanted to be friendly with my direct reports and coworkers doesn't always work. And uh, I think that when you choose the more like stick to business, that is the easier and frankly, probably healthier way to do it. But it just wasn't my style. And all of the feedback I got, like, Justin, you're doing a great job. Thanks for these great campaigns. Thanks for training people on digital marketing. But you really need to come up with a work persona. And, and then it just became a joke. And so I would like start wearing different clothes just as a joke or a different voice or, or, or honestly, there were times like, can you be less gay today in this meeting with the client? Because we wow. think they might be phobic. 
And I was like, okay, or turn up the gay because this client is going to want to go out for cocktails with you. And in retrospect, that's probably um, not uh, proper in the workplace. The, those you can't say that to people anymore. But I was just like, sure, whatever works, whatever keeps us keeps the lights on. And so maybe I was a part of the problem. But in the end, I was still very much myself. And uh, I am actually proud of that. And I think there is courage in that now that I think about it. Thank you for letting me think of it this way. <laughs> um, uh, but it does actually, it did lead to some, uh, fr frankly, conflicts and um, and some uh, negative experiences in the workplace. But uh, um, I took them on. I was like, okay, you're right. This is who I am. This is how I'm going to do it. But in the end, the the work is good. And I don't really have a turnover problem on my team. So uh, I think I was doing okay. <laughs> yeah. It's the tension of like, do you, do you go along with what you think you need to do or what they're telling you to do? Yeah, exactly. And it is fascinating in retrospect. It's like, turn on the, turn up the gay, turn down the gay. And it's just, this is how I am. This is how I talk. And, uh, it's actually sort of offensive. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I did succumb to it. Uh, to keep that but that is a little bit different than than the way you treat your direct reports um I didn't tell them to turn down the gay let me put it that way yeah. yeah yeah well and we've all had those instances where at work it's like oh god why did I do that like I wish I wish I wouldn't have done that but that's how we learn yeah I think I probably had more than you did <laughs> <laughs> and that's for another show yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are getting close to time, so I want to. Yeah, I want to. Much more to say. <laughs> I know. Well, we'll have to do a part two. Sure. <laughs> this is the promise. We'll do a part two. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows when? <laughs> um, mm. I want to capture a few things that I heard you say that I found really inspiring. So. Um, knowing who you are to not only thrive, but also to survive in the work environment. So it's not just about because you need to do it. It's because like you really need to do it. You need to do it to make sure that you are truly living who you are and and giving that to not just yourself, but organizations. I think so. Um, and you having the choice between being a manager and a friendager. So, and the, the, the pluses and minuses of that, um, <laughs> and owning who you are really, you know, eschewing who you think you should be or who people are telling you to be. So, um, you are always a joy and you make me laugh and think, so thank you so much for being here. And you're always a pleasure. And you were highly influential on my non-work persona. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gave oh, me great advice. You gave me. No, you gave me great advice during dark times. So, but I still managed to take the advice and remain myself. Thank you. Well, and right back at you. And you, yeah, yeah you've definitely been an influence on me, both personally and professionally. So thank you. Thank you. Um, this was fun. <laughs> yes. Thanks for being here. We'll, we'll have all of your information on the website, thecourageeffect.com. Justin, thank you. Thank you everybody for listening. We will be here again and we'll uh, speak with you soon. Stay courageous.